Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 143 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Support for today's episode comes from Zen in a Jar. Let your most intimate moments leave a statement. With a Zen in a Jar Supernatural Intimate Wash, you get a gentle and hyperallergenic cleanse, so you can feel confident during your closest encounters. Supernatural is an all-natural blend of rose water, vitamin E, oil, aloe vera, and castile soap. They won't disrupt your most sensitive pH, and it can be used daily. Zen in a Jar is a minority women-owned personal care experience, creating luxury experiences for the mind, body, and space, all at an affordable price. So go ahead, take out your phone now and follow Zen in a Jar on Instagram at Z-E-N-I-N-A-J-A-R or head over to their website at zeninajar.com. All right, welcome to this week's episode, guys. I am excited for this week's episode. We are in the final three episodes of season seven of the podcast and um, we're wrapping up. Today's guest, I was so excited when she agreed to do the podcast, first of all, because she's like one of those Instagram BFFs in my head. (laughs) So our guest this week is Kelly Augustine. Okay, yay. All right. If you are not familiar with her, shame on you. But But those of us who've been fans for quite some time, we know that she is a, uh, you know, a mega influencer in the plus size fashion space. She's a marketer. She's a content creator. She's just bomb all around. Okay. And you guys know we talk about astrology and all that stuff. And you guys know I'm a Sag and she's one of my Sag sisters too. And she is born and raised in New York. Um, She has a background um, in fashion, cosmetics, public relations. We have a dope conversation about um, being an influencer, in particular being a Black influencer um, in this space, in this new world that we're living in, especially around Black Lives Matter being amplified and watching brand responses. I was very curious to get her response and her thoughts on that. And then we switched the conversation to a little ratchet and we talk about dating and her life dating in New York. And she shares, you know, some of her insights on being uh, in the dating scene after divorce. So stick around for that conversation. I promise you it is so good, guys. It is good. All right. So stick around for that conversation. We're going to hop right into a boonies pick of the week this week. First, before I do my official pick of the week, um, I do want to shout out our sponsor for this week's episode is Zen in a Jar. They were a pick of the week a few, I, I mean, I don't even know how many episodes ago now, but they are a previous boonie um, pick of the week. Very dope sense. The Body Honey, it, when you go order, that is a personal favorite of mine. And if you attended the Booney Live in Baltimore um, back in June of 2019, they were the vendor there and you guys sold them out. They left with nothing. So, um, yeah, go ahead. If you need to order, order now and tell them Booney sent you. You, heard, you found out about it over here. All right. But the official pick of the week this week <laughs> is... Um, Shout out to Isora. She did a new app. Um, You know, everyone is focused on channeling their dollars into black businesses right now and doing that support. And so she created the Buy Black Baltimore 365 app. It was so great because I know in other cities, just not Baltimore, we've seen Chicago, we've seen New York, you know, I've seen things in Northern Virginia and D.C., Atlanta, where everyone's compiling these lists. And so the focus of her app at least for the city of Baltimore, is that all of these things are in one location. So when you're like, oh my God, I need a carpet cleaner. 
I can go in here, go to the home section and click it. I appreciate someone doing the work of compiling them because it was so many lists going around. And it's like, I don't need to go here for restaurants. I don't need to go here for bars. Everything is in one spot. So kudos um, to the creator, Meredith Hurston, for creating this resources for those. And I encourage people, I'm sure there are um, other places that need this too. So reach out to her and tell her to make the app for all the cities. <laughs> all right, we're going to get into this housekeeping. Episode 142 with Alana Nicole. You guys really gave me some good feedback on this episode. That was another truly ratchet and responsible. That's not my tagline. A truly responsible and ratchet <laughs> episode as well. So if you have not gone and listened to that episode, I really encourage you to go back. I got a message from uh, Sam of New Vintage by Sam. And she said, girl, I just binged your latest podcast. The one with Alana was the one. So many fucking gems, especially about the niggas that hate themselves and thus spread toxic shit like Nutella. Magical dicks with trash souls. Can we get an amen? All right. So <laughs> if you are now curious and you're new here, go back and listen to last week's episode too. I promise you, I promise you, you'll enjoy the conversation too. Also, I got a few messages from you guys and it took me a while to figure out what was wrong. And thankfully it wasn't a, a, a hard fix, but a few of you were like, I'm new here. I've been trying to binge some of your old episodes. I can't go past uh, episode um, 40. And so I had to go do some work and I found out that apparently when I set up my podcast with my host, I did not think I was going to do over a hundred episodes apparently. And that's what I had the limit set to. So it was only showing the latest 100 episodes. So now if you're new and you want to go back to some of those older ones, which I'm letting you know, things grow and evolved. The episode, the newer episodes are so much better than the older ones. Even though I love the content, your girl had to firm some stuff up and we, we, we got, we get better with time, right? That's what you hope with all the projects that you do. Everything gets better with time. So have some grace when you go back and listen to those older episodes, but they are now available across all platforms. Also, my Apple podcast folks, you guys were complaining and I found what I was doing wrong there too, that now the number of the episode that I say, so this is episode 143, when you go to the app, it says that and it's still grouped by season. So I fixed that flaw there. So we're all good in the neighborhood, right? <laughs> we are all good there. So everything, all that housekeeping, everything is straight. Thank you guys for bringing it to my attention because some things I just don't know until you guys say it. So I appreciate you and I was able to get that fixed. Also, mark your calendars. We're doing Would You Rather Wednesday live on Instagram on Wednesday, July 1st. I know we haven't done one since May, but I figured why not? Because I'm still in the house, um, not doing shit. So <laughs> we can do another boonie Would You Rather Wednesday live. So mark your calendar, 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Pacific. All right. And like I just said, if you have... um not followed us on Instagram or Facebook, you can do so at the Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us over on Twitter just at Boonie Breakdown. And when sharing this episode, please use the hashtag the Boonie Breakdown and the hashtag pod in P O D I N. Tag us in your Insta stories, tag us on Twitter, tag us on Facebook. I love seeing the messages when you share, when you enjoy this episode. All right. I am going to shut the hell up now because this is really good and I want you guys to enjoy it. So let's get ready to break it down. Oh, 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 oh,
Hey guys, it's your girl Booney. I am really excited for this week's guest. Um, she's like my IG friend in my head. <laughs> she's my SAG sister, yes. the fashion killer. Uh, you got to welcome Kelly Augustine to the podcast. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. I'm thank really you excited. To, you know, thank you. I'm really excited to have you here. You know, I think this is probably my first episode I've done with someone really in the fashion space. Okay, cool. And an influencer of your size, I will say. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. And I'm talking audience size. I'll say. Oh, I thought you yeah. were talking body size. I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. I'm glad. You know what? I I was just saying, like, I was just telling Kelly that I normally don't record with Zoom, but I just saw your face. So I got to clarify that. If we were I, just on audio, you would have been like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> okay. We'd so, love to see it. You know, also, this is a weird trend. You're the third person in a row for my podcast who's from the who was from the Bronx. Who else did you interview? So I had a girl on last week. She was her name's Alana Nicole. She's from the Bronx, but she lives here in Baltimore. Okay. And oh no, she was I'm sorry, she was from Brooklyn. So it's two in a row. Okay. And yeah. who's the other person? Um and now you're making me test my guess. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Was it Danny? I think Danny, um, Danny and TJ, I believe they're from the Bronx, okay. but they have a podcast called Lovers Quarrel. Oh, and I love that. Yeah. They're a married couple. They've been together. Like they're so cute. They've been together like 15 years and um, they've been married like seven. Wow. Imagine. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Imagine. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get there. we'll get there. So I want to, you know, with everything that's happening in the world and everyone's calling everyone to task now, no one can hide anymore about their disproportionate treatment of black folk. And I saw recently on IG, it was a big campaign around black influencers demanding transparency and equal pay. Mm -hmm. I was quite shocked to see black influencers who have audience sizes 100,000 plus 50,000 people saying they're getting offers of $100. Yep. That is common practice. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I don't get those offers as much anymore. Um, But I think it's just that brands just know better. And I will often catch an email. Like I have a manager and she um, usually fields um, inquiries, but Sometimes I respond to an email and I use like, I use corporate shade, but I'll just be like, don't, don't ever come at me like this again. Thank you. Yeah. I think, I think this, was it this, that beauty? Like when she posted like, yeah, I've gotten an offer for like that recently. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Like she's like godmother of black skin on yeah. IG. Yeah. Like how insulting is that? But I think, um, the, the issue with that the entire influencer industry is that there are a lot of people who are um, picking influencers ca- for campaigns and who um, are managing relationships that don't know very much about the industry. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they're not really taking the time to really curate their pool of influencers that they're working with and to really deep dive into people's history. They're just looking at the numbers. And I think um, it's really doing 
everyone a disservice Mm -hmm. because you can have someone with an audience of 400,000, but it could, if you're a beauty brand and, you know, this person who has 500K may have an audience of 78% men because they're naked half the time. So, you know, it's just like (laughs) you have to pay attention to the demographics, to the engagement, you know, check in with the influencer about um, click-throughs and, um, you know, you want to make sure that you're getting your ROI. Um, And so when you got started, like what made you decide to be a fashion blogger? for people who aren't familiar with you? So when I, when I first, I started blogging like 10 years ago, actually 11 years ago now, before being a fashion blogger was a thing, um, we were just purely sharing information mm-hmm. um, and just running around New York City. Just, <laughs> you know, they were treating us like press at the time. And so we, we were just doing things for free and just getting into places because they looked at us as publicists. Um, I think there was a point during fashion week in 20, I want to say it was 2012, maybe 2011. I don't even remember the year, but, um, at that time it was, my blog was just pictures of things that were going on. I was not Mm -hmm. a part of any of it. Like, and my friend took a picture of me and I posted it and people were just like, whoa, and I was wearing like a tight dress. And, you know, so everyone was asking me questions about where I got this dress from. And it was a maternity dress with a belt on it. <laughs> and, um, you know, cause we didn't have a ton of options at that time. Uh, and I realized like there was just a, a market there and there were people like we had questions and we needed, we were trying to figure out where to shop. And I hadn't been thinking about it at that time, really. Like, yeah, I, I will say it was probably um, for me as a fat girl, like watching that space evolve. And I think, you know, you, Gabby Fresh, you know, it's me, Kelly, mm-hmm. um, or some of the first people I remember following back before there was like really IG and yeah. you had to go to people's blogs because yeah. I, I don't do that much anymore. But <laughs> no one does. Yeah. But it's like, I remember being so inspired, like, I never thought to go to the maternity section yeah. and buy a dress. Like, wouldn't yeah. even cross my mind. And yeah. I, I, I think I had so many pictures saved of you guys because it's like you. I think you pushed the boundaries of what a fat girl could wear. Right? Yeah. Bodycon dresses? What? Yeah. Never. I never would have worn that. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just what a time to be alive. Like, it was just like, it was such a great time of just like discovery and development and, you know, pushing brands. And we saw so many brands come out of us accepting our bodies and so many brands closed because they didn't understand it. But I think it just was, it was such a glorious time of just like self-discovery and helping other women discover themselves. I mean, it just was amazing. Yeah. And I look now, I kind of relate it kind of to the same thing as the natural hair space for people right. who aren't larger and don't get it. When I went natural 13 years ago, I couldn't walk into a Walgreens or Target and exactly. have a whole like shelves of products to choose from. Right. The same thing with plus size clothing, clothing for women, like all these brands you have like J crew. Like I used to, I, my style, I love their simpleness and plainness. Now, my hips don't always fit in these skirts and dresses still, right. but they offer it now. So yeah. I can even try. 
Yeah. I mean, just the, the option is just, we've come such a long way. We've come such a long way and to have been a part of that. I mean, wow. Yeah. You guys Lord. definitely, guys definitely did it. And now on the flip side, we're on the other side of this where, you know, everything with Black Lives Matter and, you know, brown and black people have helped propel these brands forward. Mm-hmm. And now they're, some of them have been letting us down in their response to what's happening in the world currently. Yeah. And I think for me personally, a brand that I've spent quite a few coins with, yeah. <laughs> eloquate, uh, yeah. Anthropology, I was ready to drop some money there too. Can't drop yeah. money there anymore. Um, it's just very disheartening to watch some of these lackluster responses. Yeah. You know, the past two weeks have been exhausting. I think for everyone across the board, it's been exhausting, but specifically being in the space that I am in, being both a representative for Black women and for, you know, fat bodies, like it's just been a shit show. It's been a shit show. And brands that we were heavily endorsing and brands that we were working with consistently and have put so much time, energy, and money into their response just it really was, it was sad. Mm-hmm. It was sad. Like a lot of it felt personal. A lot of it felt really personal as someone who I'm like, I've had conversations with these people. I've been to dinner with these people and I just, to get the, it just didn't make sense. It a lot of it sense. didn't make sense. Um, and specifically with Eloquy, like I was the last campaign. I was the last picture they posted before their, their Black Lives Matter message. So I'm like, um, what do I do? Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Literally, it's my big head is the picture right before this. So it's just, it just has yeah. been and then it's, it's kind of then it's that emotional labor there too, because then yeah. it's like, you know, I, like you just said, my face is the last one people see. You know, I've built up my own brand and my own credibility and some people might have been looking at you like, well, sis. <laughs> I oh, I was getting so many messages from Where people. Where are you? Like, I just spent all this money. And people were putting it in the comments as well. Like, I just spent all this money because of all these pictures I saw of Kelly. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I don't know. I, I just didn't. It's been a lot. And we've, I've, I know that I personally have had a lot of conversations on the back end with brands. Um just trying to understand like why the responses came out the way that they did mm. um, understanding what they're trying to do moving forward. And I have pulled out of many contracts that I had with brands in the past oh, wow. couple of weeks, because I just like, I can't, I can't support a brand that doesn't value my life. Yeah. And people who look like me, my, my brothers and sisters, like I know we spend money Mon- money. Money. Okay. Even when we don't have money, we're going to spend we money. Spend it. We find it. You know, so for us to. Well, at least it's not a firework. It, I mean, we better hurry up because it will yeah. start. I know. I'm looking at the time like, uh oh, like clockwork. And you know, it happens right outside my window. So, um, <laughs> but you know, we, the, the black dollar, our spending power, we are a force. And if we all just decided, like, if you don't want to support me, I will not support you with financially. Yeah. It would make a huge dent. It and is, it, it would be felt. 
it is so simple. And I, and I was, <laughs> I was looking at that and I'm not sure if it was you, I can't remember who in the comments, but I remember liking it under one of their posts was like, you know, it's all great. You've done all of these collections, Jason Wu and such and mm-hmm. such, but we've not seen a collection with a black designer yet with, yeah. just, you know, talking about Eloquy in particular. And I was like, when they said that, I was like, shit, I didn't even, and you don't even realize, didn't even realize it. You didn't don't even realize. realize what's happening. And I think outside of telling non-POC to do the work and to learn and educate yourself, this has been really eye-opening for me. I feel like I have done so much reading and so much digging and something like something like what you just said, realizing that that's happening right in front of our faces and we're not realizing it in our day to day. Yeah. It just really makes you take a step back and be like, what, what am I doing? Why am I spending my money here? Like, why am I supporting this? And I know so many black designers. I know so Mm -hmm. many independent designers, like who are trying to be sustainable, who have much education and who are trying to produce uh, clothing in America. And, you know, there's so many things there's so many other places we can shop there are and I did say that like you know I've I'm definitely a proponent of supporting black businesses and spending my dollar with people who look like me and when I started looking in that fashion space and clothing shoes all that stuff it looks a little bleak. I mean, minus buying a t-shirt from someone or something like you know minor like that but I'm like most of the clothes I wear like, I think this shirt is loft. I have on yeah. Eloquy shorts right now. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, I, I'm going to pull the trigger. I said, this is going to be the one thing I buy in July. I was going to finally pull the trigger on a piece from Jabri. Is that how you uh-huh. say it? Because mm-hmm. I always love her work, but then I'll do the bullshit and I'm going to call my own self out. I'll do the bullshit like, well, 260 Right. But I could get like five pieces right. from here. Right. But I think what? what it has done, what it, the space that it's put me in has been like, okay, how this is forcing me to pare down my closet. Mm. It's forcing me to think about waste. Um, and do I need five iterations of this pair of jeans? Do I need 17 black dresses? Yeah. You know, and there are things that I've gotten from Zelly for she that have lasted me years. And I laugh because I think I messaged you like, oh, where that's from? <laughs> right. All the time. Every and, time I post something from Zelly for she, people are like. Mm-hmm. And I'll go to the website. It's like sold out. I'm like, yeah, I gotta yeah you got to like, act fast. So I think I finally followed them on Instagram because I'm like, well, clearly they probably post and I just don't even follow them yeah. to even know when they drop anything. So yeah, I'm going to. I am going to make the effort, like you said, instead of buying, you know, these pieces that won't last, if I'm going to spend the money and the cost per wear is yeah, you're worth making it, an investment. You're making then I might as well go ahead and do it. Yeah. So many independent designers that I have in my closet I've had for years. So. so who are two other independent designers that you would recommend people to support? Um, I'm always going to say Zelly for she because she's one of my best friends. Um, <laughs> Jibri is definitely another. Um, and specifically in Plus right now, hmm, I would say Faye Noel. Oh, yeah. And it's she does made to measure. So, like, right now I have something coming um, in the next couple of days. And, like, 
I put in my order. I put in made to measure. They send me an email asking for my measurements and they're cutting it for my body. And I think if more brands went into that space and offered that option, I feel like they'd be making more money. Um, And also it's more sustainable. Yeah, I definitely would do that because the problem I have always had is that my hips and booty are so much bigger than my waist. Yeah, same. And so I'm always mismatching. Yeah. Or like, and I don't always want to go to the tailor because it's like, well, the pants are 40, but like, do right. I want? So exactly. I would totally do that for sure. Yeah. And I think um, there there are a lot uh, more designers, specifically uh, Black designers who are trying to be more inclusive. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot popping up. Hanifa, um is it goes up to a 2x mm-hmm. trying to push for bigger sizing and um, it's funny i've had the chance because she's kind of local to uh, where i am and yeah. i i some of her stuff the stretch does give now if it doesn't have stretch the 2x right if you have you on the bottom it ain't gonna do much <laughs> the, I, I have not i haven't purchased anything because i'm just like afraid that mm-hmm. it won't fit so um yeah i think there are a lot, a lot more designers in the space. I think Lamad, um, he's looking and he's done inclusive. Um, there, there's, there's so many, honestly, grass fields. Um, there's so many lists that have been circulating lately. <laughs> uh, I also, I have a, I have a boutique where you know I curate independent designers. I haven't updated it since COVID started, uh, but I am looking to. Uh, start adding inventory soon, but that is supposed to go from 10 to 32, um, depending on the designer. Um, awesome. Yeah. So. All right. I'm going to do one one last thing before we switch gears. Uh-oh. The word fat. Mm-hmm. Do you have a visceral reaction to that? Because I feel like sometimes in the space, well, we can talk about, you know, how society views that word and your friends who are like, Oh my God, I don't want to get fat. And you're sitting here as the fat one. Like, mm-hmm. okay, thanks. Um, yeah. But I just feel like even within body positivity, that community, I, <laughs> it's such conflicting views on the, just the word fat itself. And so for you personally, does that bother you? Does it give you that same visceral reaction or are you just like, it is what it is. Uh, to me, the word fat is mostly, it's steeped in intent. However, the person who is using the word intends for it to land, mm. that's how I think I, ex- I receive it. So if someone is like using it as a descriptor, that does not upset me. If I'm like... Mm-hmm top 10 fat girls follow Instagram. I'm like, all right, cool. Like for me, it is the same as like having plus size at a store and having it separate. I personally prefer that because to oh, me, me too. Makes it it easy. makes it easier for me to shop. I know where my clothes are. <laughs> exactly. And until we get to a point where every store has the same size, like the same size range for every product, we can't get, we can't eradicate. We can't get rid of plus size. I hate that, and I'll call them out. I hate that Target is moving that way. At least the Targets here, yeah. they're being redesigned to look like department stores more so. Yeah, I don't like it. I hate it. And yeah. I'm so confused because I'm so used to seeing maternity and then women's. And I'm like, all right, I can go back there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love having a plus size section, you know? Um, so for me, I think 
the way that we have received fat and the negative connotation behind it, I think it's more of a societal thing that, than anything else. Um, and it's kind of just the way that I use it is just me taking the, my power back. But I, I, you know, having people call me fat and trying to harm me with it, mm-hmm. you know, because I understand what the word means to me, it, it does me no harm. Gotcha. Um, so... I really think it just depends on on how someone uses it. I, I've definitely have pe- had people say it in a mm. negative way, and it, it has stung. Mm. But it's more because I'm like, oh, you're trying to hurt me right now. Yeah, That's and I think stuff. what you said about the intent part, you know, mm. I like how you phrased that because that that really does matter. Yeah, it does. It makes a difference. Yeah. Have you mastered the art of relaxation? Do you need help making self care a priority? Look no further. Zen in a Jar offers products that create luxury, self-indulgent care experiences for the mind, body, and space, all at an affordable price. If you're having a long day, Zen in a Jar wants you to look forward to coming home, take a refreshing shower, and using one of their invigorating scrubs or body washes. Or simply just zone out by smelling a jar of shea butter scented in one of over 100 fragrance options available. Fragrance blends are hand curated by Zen in a Jar creator, Dr. Nikki, whose life goal centers around promoting the vitality of self-care using the power of aromatherapy and body chemistry to create luxury experiences in the most accessible ways. Zen in a Jar is made for the everyday man and woman to feel catered to. Visit them now on Instagram today. Okay, grab your phone at Z-E-N-I-N-A-J-A-R. Follow them now. All right, we're going to change gears a little bit. Oh, God. <laughs> so here, our whole thing is responsible and ratchet. And I love so it. we did responsible. All right, let's go. All right, ratchet. So how's dating life treating you? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> dating has been very interesting. Um, I realized uh, last week that this is my third year being single. Wow. Um, yeah. So I w- was married and then I left that relationship. And so now I'm in this space where it's like, I think I'm ready to like date and like date with the intent to meet someone to actually work towards something. Um, and it's just not been going well. <laughs> it's, it's hard to get someone to just like, make phone calls. It's hard to get to like a second date. I had to, I I still have not been asked really on like a quarantine date, you know? So have you been doing anything in quarantine? Like, have you been doing online dating or? No. No. So I actually deleted all of the apps that I had on my phone right before any of this started. So I already was in like my, like, fuck this zone. Like (laughs) I'm good. I don't need this. You know, um, well, do you get like, okay, so do you get more action in person, like as you're out and about in New York? Because New York is so many people there, right? Yeah. Or do you get more action in people like pulling up in your DMs and shooting the shot that way? I don't get any action anywhere, to, to be clear. I don't believe you. I get, I don't get action when I'm outside. Oh my gosh, the siren. <laughs> I live like right on a very busy street. Um. I don't really, guys don't come and talk to me when I'm outside. 
And I don't really get any love on DMs. Like very, I have not had anyone like very seriously slide in my DMs. I had one, actually, no, I had one guy during quarantine slide in my DMs and he ended up being like kind of weird <laughs> and was trying to be romantic. And like, I hadn't even spoken to him on the phone. Like I couldn't even remember his name. Like it was just very strange. Um, I tried doing like open relationship dating. Um, I met someone in November. Mm-hmm. We were dating. We were going on dates. We were hanging out. It was great. He's amazing. Um, I just, I can't, I can't get jiggy with the open relationship thing. Like anytime that he wasn't with me and like I called and he didn't pick up, I assumed that he was with someone else. Oh, no. Yeah. I know my limits too. I definitely couldn't do the open relationship. Um, dating here in Baltimore sucks just as much. Yeah. Um, and I, it's like this, it's weird. Cause I do get play in my DMS and on Twitter. Yeah. But then I feel like sometimes it does not translate to real life. I'll give people no. a shot. Like if it's not a girl's like, oh, you sent me a dick pic, like get yeah. out of here. Right. If you're actually like a, a true flirt. Okay. I'll take the bait. Yeah. But sometimes it does not translate once it once it's real life. I think I think people like the idea of the catch and like being like, oh, I was able to get her attention and then they leave it there. They're just like, all right, I've done my I've done the work. I'm good here. Like I was able to get the number or whatever it was. Um my biggest issue with dating over the past couple of years has just been consistency. Like it's Mm -hmm. been really hard to find someone who is consistent and someone who like knows what they're doing and like wants to try to figure it out. If they don't know what they're doing, like they're trying to figure it out. We're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I feel like it's a level, uh, at least here I can say like almost a level of laziness in a a extreme bit, like, laziness like it and i don't know if it's because it's a numbers game at this point and the demand yeah. is flipped a little bit so it's yeah. like well why do i really have to try to get you because i, I think that's part of the problem too is like the accessibility <laughs> the options there's too many there's so many options and i had i had a guy say to me like honestly like i don't really commit because there's a lot of options out here and like i feel like if i choose you then like and you're not the one that I may have missed the person that I was supposed to be with. And I just was like, wow. <laughs> wow. I, I had someone tell me, and this is totally because you do the insecure recaps, uh, but someone literally told me like, well, this whole shit is unrealistic anyway, because Lawrence would never be with Issa and Condola, like under real circumstances. Like he's slumming it being with them because of his on paper, his on paper checks. And I was like, Wow. And that I thought, you know, this is a single man. And I'm like, he's in the dating scene. But he's like, you know, a single brother in L.A. who makes a lot of money. He would never date an Issa or Condola. And I was like... Number one, Condola's very accomplished. I thought so, too. <laughs> She's very accomplished. And honestly, so is Issa. Like... Did you yeah. not see this massive event she put? I can't, I but can't I think even. That's what I'm saying. Like that mentality. I think so many men oh, yeah. actually have that. Like, oh, cause I'm not a piece of shit and I have no kids and I have a job in my own apartment that I am the biggest catch and the greatest catch in the world. Yeah. So that's where we are. That's how my dating <laughs> life is going. Um, so, okay. 
I'm going a little deeper. You could tell me I can stop. No, please. So does that ha- interfere with your sex life? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, I don't I don't have I'm not in like a relationship, but I'm I'm not dead. I fuck you with know, it. We we're still out here. We're definitely still out here, but um, you know, I want more than that. Like I want someone to like I want to wake up to someone and like make them breakfast and stuff, you know, read a book while we lay on the couch, you know, cute stuff. <laughs> um, so would you get married again? I don't know. I, I, I keep saying like this, if I got married again, it would have to be someone who was like spectacular mm-hmm. and it would have, I would, they'd have to be like my best friend. And someone that I communicate so well with while we are not married that I like felt confident that if any obstacles did show up, like we would be able to work through them. Um, so I'm open to it, but I'm not in a rush. I got you. Yeah, I'm open to it. Though. You know, so often you hear people who were, you know, divorced say like, I'm never getting married again. So I, yeah. I appreciate the thoughtfulness in your response. Yeah. I it's a lot. Like being married is a lot. And you have to really be prepared for it and understand like the amount of work that goes into maintaining a marriage. I whew, you just <laughs> you got you have to be in it to really understand it. And being like dating someone for five years is not the same as being married for two. So what is the, like, what is different? Because I've never been married. Um, I, I, I joke on here. Like, I literally don't think I've had a relationship go past the two-year mark. Like, something there for me, it fucks, it just goes awry. Yeah. Um, but, like, you hear so many, like, a lot, my male best friend is married. Mm-hmm. And so I hear so often, not just for him, because I don't want people listening and pinning it to who he is. Mm-hmm. But I hear from so many married people, like, it just changes. Like, it's different. Like yeah. I, 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 and I guess being single and never have done that, I can't get like, I can't get what changes. So there is, there's an energy around it where depending on where you're from and how you're raised, I, I think for everyone, like marriage, marriage is, is sacred and there's a connection there that goes far beyond like, oh, you, you, my man. Even if you, Mm. you could be doing the same exact things that you were doing when you were dating, but the, the energy around it is different. Like it's now like I am providing for you. You are providing for me. Like we, we are making our home. We are preparing for, we're working on our future. You know, like there's just, it's a very serious energy. And I know a lot of people who say I'm, I'm single until I'm married, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it it really is one of those, it's not tangible to change, but it it happens and it it happens very quickly. It like (laughs) shit gets real, real fast. You could be playing house with someone for 10 years and then you get married and it's like, Ooh, wait a minute. But you hear those stories all the time where someone is like, we were together 20 years, got married, and we're divorced in two. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the energy is, is definitely different. It's, it's just, there's, 
there's a, a level of the connection is deep, very deep. It's very deep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I also feel like, you know, this coronavirus just really ruined a lot this year. Rona girl. And part of it now, I think the struggle is that summer is not going to be a full flip, like how summer is supposed to be, what we're used to. And I think that's the part. Yeah, that's the part I'm missing because it's like, all right, well, you can get a little few few little flirts out while you're at the little event. Yeah. But now it's it's nothing. And but I I kind of like it. What do you like about it? Before I I say it. Uh, no, say what you're gonna say. <laughs> say what you're gonna say. I was gonna say it's 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 two sides to this. One is that being in the house for almost three months, I've gotten really comfortable being home and um kind of focusing on things like I want my house to feel it's not that it doesn't feel cozy anymore, but it doesn't feel like me. And so I've been doing little projects to kind of make it feel like me. So I like that. But the other part about it is not being out and interacting with people. It has it saved me a lot of energy and a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And I think I, I didn't realize the, the key to paying off debt and uh, saving was to do nothing. It's to mind your business. <laughs> it's to mind your business. Look how you flourish when you mind your business. It's great. I mean, it, it, so I do like the benefits of everyone keeping their space. But I do, I do, I, I, at the same time, the other Sagittarius side of me is like, oh, where, where are the people? Where can I go act a fool at? I want to drink. Like, I don't necessarily need to be at concerts and all that stuff. But like, I do want to act a fool a little bit. And it's nowhere to do yeah. that. Yeah. I, I miss concerts the most, actually, because that's like my thing. That's my release. See, you guys in New York, you get way mo- more cooler indie artists. Yeah. Like, I think I'm over. I'm not going to pay a certain amount of money to go see some of these shows now. I just feel like concerts have gotten really expensive. Yeah. But you guys get way. The, the artists, they won't stop here in Baltimore. It's rare that they even stop in D.C. sometimes. So right. I'm always yeah. jealous when I'm looking at your videos like, Oh, I miss it. I miss it so much. You know, when you work so much, like that was the one thing that I was doing that was just for me. Like I used to love going to shows. Um, but I, what I like about the, the effect that the pandemic has had on dating is like, now you have to like, you get the chance to like really know someone and like know how they think. And you don't really get to do that when you're going on dates and you're going to concerts together and you're like going out to have dinner and drinks and all that stuff. Like, this is just me. This is who I am. I've, I've had very good conversations during the run. Uh, yeah. It's been really enlightening. And one guy that I, I went on a date with in February um, and I was like, this is a disaster. I'm never going out with this person again. And I just told him last night that that's how I felt about it. Um, (laughs) we just started really talking again last week and there's been such a, a difference in his energy and, and he's very New York, very like, ah, 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 he's from Brooklyn, (laughs) you know, he's from Brooklyn. So, you know, his energy has, has just shifted so much. And like, now I feel like comfortable and I don't feel on edge when I'm talking to him. And I think it's been really... 
you hear the fireworks? Yep. I hear the crackle. <laughs> you probably can't hear them here because I'm in my basement. So, oh. but I can hear the muffle of them. And uh, I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> um, you know, I think it is, it's been really nice to just like spend time just getting to know someone. And I think a quarantine date of like going to the park or like, having a picnic or like going for a bike ride is much more like intimate than it's way more. But I think too, it's going to take a special person to find the creativity and what is still able to happen. Mm -hmm. And so that is what I've been noticing because I had deleted the apps off my phone before the Rona as well. And I got bored and I downloaded them back and then I was like, you know what? I don't feel like swiping. So I paid a little $10 for the little beeline or whatever on Bumble. And so I was like, oh, I'll swipe on the ones who swiped on me, right? So I'm right. doing that. I had like 14 threads going. And I'm like, all right. I can't remember one thing happened. I was like, you know, fuck all this shit. And I just deleted that. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I, I, just can't right. even, I can't even be bothered with this. It so sounds now. about right. But yeah, the people who I was already talking to that I've had some really good discussions. And so now that, outside is open again mm-hmm. um i am curious to see if they have the creativity to take it yeah. beyond the screen yeah i i'm kind of excited for it to see just like what like what are you going to come up with and just like <laughs> to, to spend like one-on-one time with someone in like a different way like i'm i'm here for it I don't know if I'm going to have any dates, but like the possibility of them feels good. You got to always stay open to the possibility. So now we're going to do the breakdown. Okay. I'm going to say one word. You can say the first thing that comes to mind. It could be a phrase, a sound, whatever. Okay. All right. This ready? makes me nervous. Everyone is nervous. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Italy. Food. So good. Uh, Black women. Power. Love. Possible. Fireworks. (laughs) I hate it here. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's a conspiracy. I'm starting to believe the conspiracy theory, actually, because it's no reason that I'm literally four hours away from you and a whole nother state and they're literally timed like i don't get it i don't know okay new york forever community amazing and last one music oh my heart my heart i <laughs> love music that wasn't that bad it wasn't bad <laughs> All right, Kelly. So if you could tell everyone where they can find you on the internet, on social media, just anything you want to plug. For sure. Uh, My Instagram, I always plug first. It's Kelly Augustine B. -B K-E-L-L-Y-A-U-G-U-S-T-I-N-E-B. On Instagram, uh, YouTube. YouTube is the same thing. Kelly Augustine B. You like Pinterest, I'm on Pinterest, Twitter, I'm on Twitter. I'll be pinning. I'll be pinning. It's just it's Kelly Augustine B everywhere. Um I also I have a shop, August Ray, uh R A Y E. And um I think that's really it. Okay. That doesn't seem like that much. That's a lot to run. YouTube, 
Pinterest, Instagram, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. <laughs> so oh, thanks. my website is kellyaugustine.com. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will link all of those in the show notes and on the boonybreakdown.com. So Amazing. be sure to follow, like, subscribe, whatever you need to do across those platforms. So thanks so much, Kelly. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I want to thank our guest, Kelly Augustine, for coming on and dropping so many jewels about working as an influencer and navigating that space with brands, but also opening up and sharing with us uh, her thoughts and feelings on dating relationships and life after divorce. So again, guys, be sure to head on over to her pages and follow her. She dope as fuck. I'm, I'm telling you, she's the BFF in my mind. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any app that you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget to leave those reviews too. We're five reviews away from a hundred five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week, guys. Continue to stay safe, healthy, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Homaste. Until next time.